Welcome back, We Go In and Presents, episode 107, back for the third time. Huge honor to have him back on the podcast. One of my favorites, Killy Shoot, man. Thank you so much, man, taking time this Friday afternoon, Thank Friday you. evening, I Thank guess, you. where you are on the East Coast, man, to, to chop it up here, man. How, how's everything going? Everything's going good. You know, it's always on to be back. You know, I think the, the last joint was very dope, insightful, and more than happy to be back. You know what I mean? Everything's going good. Musically, uh, steady grinding. I, I really can't complain. No, I appreciate that, man. And you've been on a tear. So I know it's been a couple of years oh, since you. we talked, but I've been following what you've been doing. You know, the singles, the albums, the the collabs, man, you've been doing, like, have really been top notch. You know, this this past year, I would say, Knowledge Born, your project with Anaje Jordan has just really been on repeat. Like, I love that project and the sound you guys you. have. Um, you know, I guess getting into Knowledge Born, man, you know, how did that project do for you looking at it being out? Um, you know, a little more than a year at this point, you know, how, how did Knowledge Born do? I think Knowledge Born did very well. Um, it was something that was awaited. You know, me and when me and Najee get busy, we get busy. You know, we did um, the heavy math. We do a lot of work together. You know, that's my home team, brother. You know what I mean? So, like, we always have that kind of vibe and connection. So, Knowledge Born was, you know, a labor of love. We knew after heavy math we had to come correct and, you know, drop something, you know, a fitting sequel, you know, sophomore effort. And I think that um, it definitely did that. It got a lot more looks, a lot more people, you know, to really recognize what we were doing. This is not something that's like a one-off thing and what kind of sound that me and Najee create when we get busy. So I thought it did really well. Um, got a lot of looks and um, I was very proud of it. I thought that we both put a lot into that album and the feedback was amazing. You know, to this day, you know, the thing about, my music, I feel like, is that in this underground climate where there's like a lot of stuff out at once, I feel like my music is something that is um, my fans at least are thankful for. It, is that over time it seems that it just keeps getting better. Like over time, things just start rolling and rolling and rolling. Sometimes people may look at like a week or two and be like, all right, off to the next. What's going on? My people that fuck with my music, it seems that after time they pass it on and come back to it or find another Easter egg. Or, I don't know. It just keeps going after time. They keep listening and building from there. I'm always thankful for that. That's really cool. And that, that lets you know fans are really listening. You know, do you often, because I hear that too, like listening to music over and over, you hear new things every time. Like, do you purposefully plant Easter eggs for fans to kind of have to like uncover and kind of do the, do the, their research on and, and like really listen closely? Definitely. Definitely. I'm like, uh, I would say like, um, this might be over some people's heads, but I play a lot of RPGs and games. The way Bethesda, the dudes who make Skyrim and Fallout make games is the way I make raps. It's very layered and a lot of detail in it. You know what I mean? A lot of uh, storytelling, a lot of uh, Easter eggs and references. You may hear something, whether it's a pop culture reference or something like that. It's always I like to kind of just layer with certain things, whether it's a video game or something like that, to give it contrast. So it could be on some, you know, I may be getting some deep street narrative, but then you might hear within that narrative something about like maybe Neo Geo or something about maybe a Commodore 64, you know, something like that, just to give a contrast, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and, and, and I think to compare it to video games too, man, I mean, you could speed run your music, you know, and listen to the project, but like you're going to miss so much if you do that and if you don't kind of slow down and really like zoom in on those lyrics. 
Exactly, exactly. I definitely agree. I feel, and, you know, and, and to each their own. So definitely to the ones who listen at a certain pace, I definitely respect that. And I, the ones who do want to take a little bit more time and really digest it, it's definitely worth it. You definitely find a lot more to it. So I think that's the way I like to approach my music. I have a very 90s mindset. I like to approach it from an angle of, you know, longevity and something that's going to last and something that's going to, you know, be significant. Yeah. No, that, that's huge, man. And I think that's what you and Onaje Jordan have together. Why is it that you guys have such good chemistry? Like, what is it about his music or his approach and your approach that really brings out the best in each other? Well, that's my brother. I've known Onaje for years. Um, five years, I believe. Probably a little longer. I know Onaje for quite a while. And um, we just have that chemistry. You know, we, we really both dig what each other does. You know, he really respects me as a rapper. I respect him as a producer. Like, I really, to the highest regard. And I think there's a level of comfortability. You know, we both have similar, you know, Islamic backgrounds, growing up in Islamic households. Um, you know, we connect uh, more than rap. You know, that's my, that's, that's my brother. You know what I mean? It's, you know, so it's like, beyond the rap, there's a connection there. And I think that bleeds into the music as well. So it's like, my, my brother could call me up and be like, yo, I'm working on this right here. I got some things. I need you to take care of this. Boom, I got his back for anything. I may say, yo, Anaze, maybe two o'clock in the morning. I may say, yo, Anaze, I need like, you know, three lethal doses. You know what I'm saying? And like, I got you. And boom, within you know, a certain amount of time, I'll have those those beats or whatever I need, and we get separate from there. So very, we have great communication. We, kind of, we just know what, he knows what I need to do. I know what he needs to do. And that's huge, man. That communication piece keeps so many problems from happening and really be staying on the same page, especially when you look at doing a whole project together. I would imagine communication is probably one of the most important qualities you could have. It definitely is because, you know, in the environment we're in now is different from the 90s. So it's like, you know, we could just, you know, remotely send things and do all that stuff. And we don't really have to get up, especially in post-COVID. So I think a lot of times when you have communication by any means, whether it's phone, in person, whatever, it just builds it a lot more. When you've been working with someone that you trust, you know, it just builds that a lot more as well. And you respect. So it's not like regardless of how the music does or what it is, we're satisfied. And if we're satisfied, that's the most important thing that matters. We're satisfied. We're having fun. We love doing what we do. We feel that we're contributing to hip hop and that's our main purpose. So, you know what I mean? I think that with me and Najee, we have a purpose and we know what we're doing and just that mutual respect and that communication. Very high level communication. But I have that with all my brothers and home team, so it's just a benefit. That That's really cool, man. You can hear it, man, in the cohesiveness of the music and, and just the quality that you guys are putting Thank out. You. You know, when you're listening to beats too, whether it's Onaje or anyone else in home team or outside producers, like what does the beat have to have to really catch your ear? Mm, I would say um, for me, it's a lot different. There. I like grimy, of course, super grimy, but sometimes just the feel of it. You know, if the beat just knocks a certain way, I know I can attack it from a certain angle. Then yeah, you know, I definitely sometimes like beats where I could definitely get my flow off. You know, I definitely like to flow and play around and, you know, definitely get nice. But I think it has to make me feel it. I just have to feel it. I know it sounds corny. You know, it sounds most rappers say that, but I have to feel it. And I'm not, when it comes to producers I work with, I've been fortunate enough where they kind of know my style, what I do. 
and they kind of just, you know, they have their vision to cater, you know, to go with for that. So when they have their vision, usually it comes out pretty much close to what I do. And it's just like, you know, another door for me to go through. So, yeah, it's not really, um, I never really hear nothing too off, too crazy that's approached to me anyways. People know what I do, so I'm fortunate enough to have that as well. That's awesome, man. You know, being based out of Worcester, Massachusetts too, man, like what's the scene like there, man? And like, do you do you get into Boston a lot? Like, how do you, you know, look at like being involved in like local scene versus like trying to get heard more like on a national or international level? Well, I would say this, um, <clears throat> I've been for a while, so I would say out here, <clears throat> I've been pretty known for a little bit. You know, I did a lot of shows, a bit of radio shows, um, out here, um, performed out here. I would say the scene right now is definitely a younger scene. Um, we do have a great underground scene that's really bubbling. I would say that's more of like Massachusetts itself, you know, because you have like Springfield, you know, you have Lynn, you have Lawrence, you have Framingham, um, Boston as well. So like, it's like a Massachusetts thing. I would feel like the underground is truly striving at. Um, a lot more commercialized music in Worcester, <laughs> you know, a lot more, um, commercial rap but there is a strong underground scene that i'm a part of that gets a lot of respect um shout out to cool chris 91.3 wcw out of main south um great radio station that plays a lot of local music and to all the local djs um cool chris plays a lot of my stuff a lot of home team stuff always thankful for that i would say um for myself it was kind of a reverse pattern i was getting more play probably overseas they started getting more play in Worcester, started more known in Worcester. It was probably got more play outside the state. And then as time went on, it started coming back to the state, to my city. So it's almost like you got to leave and get heard and get some notoriety and then come back to get a little more hometown, home team support. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think people want to see like, you know, you know, some people are, you know, it's a sheep mentality. I think some people are sheep and they have to see, you know, wh where do we flock to, you know? So if they see like, oh, I guess that is successful. Um, me personally, I think that, you know, I'm from a little neighborhood called Maine South in Worcester. And I, I just make, I was just making music for my little neighborhood. And that was like my main goal for the guys that I grew up around, the, you know, the street legends that I've been around, my friends, uh, people that passed away. It was like just for that neighborhood and it kind of got like just a little bigger than that. You know what I mean? You got people, you know, <laughs> in Russia who know about Maine South or stuff like that. So that, you know, it's a little chippy, but it was mainly just for like my neighborhood. Cause you know, we hear a lot of living in Worcester, you're surrounded by like New York and stuff. You hear a lot of New York music. People think East coast. That's the only thing they think of. You don't, you know, I don't think they think of Worcester and things like that. So, I always wanted to make music for my neighborhood. So when my guys are driving on the block or at the barbershop, the names they hear, they can reference. They know the streets they hear. They know these streets, these people. They know these things that I'm talking about because we all live around this. And do you get, like, involved at all in, like, the like the northern, like, New York scene, like the upstate scene, like Buffalo or, like, any anything in Connecticut? Like, is there networks there, too? Well, yeah, I mean... The good thing about whole team, like, you know, I have, like, Chuck Chan, who's upstate, more upstate New York, you know what I mean? And so we have a definitely, um, definitely a connection with upstate, the New York scene as well. I have 
work of many artists uh, from upstate scene, from the boroughs as well. So I would say um, just underground in general is a very strong community. And within my area, I would say upstate Massachusetts, New York, like all around this area, it's always love. It's always love. That's awesome, man. You know, you released some great singles this year, too. One of my favorites was Maintain. And I think Maintain is awesome because it really showcases, like, your storytelling ability. Like, where does that storytelling ability really come from? And, like, how do you develop and keep improving on it? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Maintain is a very uh, dear song to me. You know, I always say um, when I I made Maintain, my brother said that this could be like in a Spike Lee movie. You know what I mean? And that meant a lot to me because my mindset when I when I wrote main saying oh I'm writing stories or I'm trying to write usually you know being older <laughs> you have experience you have so much to reference from when you were young and all the dumb shit you did uh, been around and stuff like that and when I'm writing I think for me um, I take rap very seriously and rap for a while and storytelling is. I don't really like to talk much about certain things, but I find through rap, I can express myself to a great detail. And for some reason, when I'm thinking about certain things, it just comes out very easy in that manner to detail it and put it out there. I always, you know, when I was young, used to um, be good at English and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I love, you know, Reader's Digest and, you know, I read a lot <laughs> since a kid, you know what I mean? So my pops is always, you know, making me read and being into that kind of stuff. So I think that that definitely did pay off. But um, as in writing and doing that, usually it's, um, you know, thinking about a situation and then just elaborating on it at a high level and trying to convey a sense of emotion. I think a lot of times in rap, it's a lot of bravado, but also in rap, um, I like to show a little humility. It's like the fear of what's going through, you know, not the always winning aspect, but the aspect of trying to win an amiga circumstance, you know, which is mainly my life. And, you know, I remember talking to Razcast man and asking him just about like just the the wordplay, the word choice, just that that huge vocabulary that he has. And reading was one of those things he mentioned in terms of like how he really built his vocabulary, not just reading books, but also reading the dictionary, man. Like how important yeah. has reading been you know, just looking at like developing those habits, like as a kid, man. And like, what do you, what do you enjoy reading today? Well, definitely reading, you know, quote, a good movie. My reading is fundamental. You know what I mean? So I think that like, for me, I always like reading. Um, I think um, when I was younger, of course, you know, when you're younger in rap and you get into it, but when I was at the time, you know, I was reading the dictionary, uh, Anything I could get my hands on at the time, you know what I mean? I mostly liked, um, I would say, anything involving history. I was really big on the wars, history. Um, also, I would say uh, comics. You know, before comics became real cool now, way back in the day, I was reading comics. You know what I mean? So, like, I think comics, mm, history, of course, uh, anything concerning knowledge itself, um building wisdom, anything like that from the 5% nation. You know, that, that's always been, my pops was, you know, a Muslim, brother was a 5%er. A lot of people I grew up around was 5%ers. So 
that was one thing that was big on them. You know, definitely education was really big and pushing that and having that knowledge. So I think for myself, reading, it's always just been there. And right now I would say, um, what did I just read just recently? Um, I think the most recent thing I, I just read was uh, Necromancer. Man, see, I'm behind, man. Like, yeah, like I, I, have to, I, I you're giving me some ideas on what I got to catch up on, man. Yeah, that's a lot of cyber. I've been really on some like cyberpunk, you know, dystopian type of stuff lately. You know what I mean? Like, after I, I just finished watching um, 84, 1984, and after watching that, my brain started going places. Then I watched the uh, Space Odyssey. You know what I mean? Stanley Kubrick's joint. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like. My brain be going all over the place sometimes. So a lot of, uh, I think that helps with rap too. You know what I mean? I watched, I watched a lot of TV as a kid growing up and read a lot. I think both of those things help. I'm not, TV's a big part too growing up. You know what I mean? I think TV, yeah. you know, especially the time I was going over, a lot of stuff, uh, you just get from there as well. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, yeah, that's, that's huge. And, you know, something I've noticed too is, a lot of your your album covers whether it's for singles or for for albums are really like muted colors like you know sepia black and white like is that an intentional choice like and is that kind of like a theme that you're going with yeah yeah it's to convey the mood i always want to convey like a melancholy type of feel you know so i think that that's definitely a choice you know a lot of the stuff that um i do uh you know when we're with the team is an artistic design that we choose whether it's a clip for a video, whether it's a cover, there's always like something behind that. And I'm glad you picked that up actually. It's very, uh, it's just trying to convey the mood artistically through aesthetic. You know, so a lot of minimalism, a lot of um, earth grounded colors. So yeah, definitely black and white too. To give, just for, to convey a mood. And that's definitely a artistic choice. So do you ever see yourself releasing an album cover with like, those bright colors, the pastels, man. Like, do you ever see that happen in one day, man? Because, um, like, I appreciate the dark colors. I'm just curious, like, kind of how you forecast, you know, your future releases. Well, it depends. If I'm working with um, a producer, if I was working on a project with a producer, and, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it could happen, but I, I don't think uh, that's what I'm convey. It depends what the album's about, what we worked on. Uh, for guys some bright colors yeah i definitely think uh i'm not against it but you know when i'm working on like my stuff i'm kind of like you know stick in the mud i kind of like that aesthetic uh but i am open depending on you know who i'm working with if they had something that brought to the table that was real dope you know dopeness wins out so if it's dope and they got some beautiful color work splashing through yeah i'm gonna go through that i may be a stickler for what i like but dope always shines through no, and I, I appreciate the aesthetic you choose, man. And like, you know, because I have an idea of what to expect when I see, you know, get that notification, you know, on Spotify that you've got a new song up or a new album. So like, I know what to expect and I appreciate that. And I think a lot of fans do. You know, how aware are you, Thank you. as you make music that you're like, okay, um, I want to give the fans what they want while also balancing your own creative output and like ability to show growth? or like go directions you want to go and not just think about what the fans want, but kind of be able to satisfy yourself and fans at the same time. Wow. That's a very good question. Very, um, very good question. 
I think a lot of us underground rappers deal with that. Very good question. Um, I appreciate it. I think it. for me, for real, that's that that's deep. Um, that's something that I talk to my brothers about. So, um, I think for me, I don't want to say like just keep saying unfortunate, but the type of music I make and what I do, you know, I feel like it's a journey. And the people that fuck with me, they've been on a journey with me. So they kind of like, you know, you get to see that growth. I feel like that they trust me. I trust them. And I want to make the best music for them. But at the same time, still do what the fuck I want to do. And fortunately, I kind of always do what the fuck I want to do. I, I know that um, I have a, uh, I hate to, it's crazy to say this, like a fan base, you know, and I am aware. Now I'm more aware. I wasn't aware before. I kind of was just like, whatever, you know, you just, I'm just me. I'm not, I don't see it like people actually like taking their time out to, you know, listen. That's still, that's still, I was the mind a bit, you know what I mean? Like people taking that time out and putting you on that playlist and listening and, you know, they fuck with it like that. So to me, it's kind of like, you know, you're just doing your thing. And then when you find out more people are listening, and, uh, you know, taking note and what they like and you find out, you see all these stats and see all this stuff going on and what they like and what they really feel and stuff like that. I kind of have a good idea. But I also think that you said something earlier, you know, a lot of the artists I grew up to love were artists that I knew what I was getting. If I listen to Schooly D, you know, I, I, I know PSK, Gucci Tom. I, I knew what it was about. If I'm listening to like, you know, Ice Cube, early Ice Cube. I knew what it was about. I'm listening to Prodigy from Mob Deep, uh, Mob Deep itself, excuse me. I know what it's about. Every time I heard P, every time I heard Havoc, I knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I wanted to create that same kind of feeling. You know, when you listen to Killy Shoot, you know what it is. Right. You know what this is. And it's that type of music in that type of lane. And I want to show growth in that field as well. And just type of show, like, you know, if you are listening since day one and you continue, you're going to hear some growth. The stories are going to be more, you know, if we did this type of story, let's go do a triple layer now. Let's go deeper. Let's go this route. And I think, um, you know, getting with Chuck and doing like maintain, you know, when I heard the beat, I was like, Chuck, that's the one. I knew I had something that I wanted to get off. And that's a song that I kind of had, I knew it would be over time because music is fast food right now. You know what I mean? I understand that. And it's a vibe we live in. But I knew over time, that would be the one that people would hit my inbox and probably say like, yo, my brother went through our, yo, I've been, yo, I know what that's like, B. That's, that's it right there. So, those are the things that are most impactful to me when someone could hit me up to tell me about this situation and, you know, how this song is related to that. That's always, that's dope. So I think I'm just fortunate to do what I do and my fans fuck with it. And they uh, trusted me. That's amazing, man. So, like, what is that creative process from start to finish, like how Achilles Shoot song comes together? Uh. Smoke a blunt, drink a glass, uh, listen to, uh, maybe, uh, listen to, prior to that, listen to some jazz, you know what I mean, or something like that. Maybe, uh, watch something, just get in the mood. But once I hear the beat, the beat's gonna create the feeling and it's gonna direct me from there. So some beats may tell me to, like, you know, tap into, um, tap into a narrative or a story. Some beats, let's get straight to bravado MCing, you know what I mean? Just straight get to it. Some beats are calling for, you know, straight grime, where it's like, let's get right to this. This is that type of music right here. So the beat dictates 
really what's going to come to mind. I don't really have like, okay, I, I have a story narrative first, then the, nah, nah, nah. The beat dictates where it's going to go, in my process at least. No doubt, man. And, you know, when you look at what's going on with home team, man, and, and just the quality and caliber of artists that are, you know, on home team, you know, what what's planned, man, looking, you know, forward to 2024 at this point that we should expect from, from your camp? Greatness. I think um, we're a bunch of MCs and producers that are, have been in the underground for a while. You know, we have paid our dues. I think we have uh, put out number of albums, projects, singles, Lucy's, mixtapes. Um, we paid our dues. I think we did it the right way. And I think what they can expect is we're not going nowhere. We're going to keep creating music and keep elevating from here. I think that um, the good thing with home team, with my brothers, is that we truly enjoy each other's company. We truly support each other. We want each other to win. I think that with most artists, you know, they want to want to be a star. Enough is wrong with that. Enough is wrong with that at all. Everybody loves a piece of fame. I think for us, we're very content in our endeavor. We know we what we shine at. We know what we do. We know where we're at. And I think that anything more than that is a blessing. But we're very content. We love to do what we do. We love the freedom to do what we want to do. And when you work with your brothers, let me just say this. Sometimes you may work with an artist and it may be a little finicky. Not saying for myself, but maybe for someone else per se. They may work with someone, they don't really know them that well, but they like their music. They get to know the person a little bit, they do a track, whatever, and then it's done. There may not be no talking, so maybe they didn't like it, was it supported right, and then it's a little finicky right there, you know, it's a little whatever. When you're working with someone that you truly fuck with, no negative thoughts cross your mind. It just doesn't happen like that. You know it's always the best intention. You communicate with this person. You know how their family's doing. You know what's going on. So I think that all plays a major part. And plus, we're having fun. This is fun. This is what we like to do. There's no pressure. This is fun. And I respect these dudes a lot. Like, you know, when I get down, when I'm getting down on the track with back pain, you know what I mean? And we, you know, me and me and Payne, like we joke around so much when it's time to do the music. Like we just know we get to it. We just know. I love what he does. I think he's an incredible artist. You know what I'm saying? And I know what he thinks of me. So when we get down to music, we just get right to it. And there's a level of trust and communication, and it just works out beautiful. Same thing with Chuck. Same thing with Anaze. Same thing with Prophecy. Same thing with Lucas. You know, with the whole with the whole squad, it's like that. That, that I mean that that's amazing that that's that's like that winning ingredients man to really like making quality music over time like and, and really establishing yourselves man are you happy with the progress home team made in 2023 yes you know I'm always <laughs> you know I'm, I'm always like satisfied but always know we could do so much more and I think that as an MC that's the thing that keeps you you know going like same way of uh same way the stories you keep progressing because you feel like, no, I can I can do more. I can I can keep pushing myself. So I feel like very satisfied. I feel the respect factor in twenty twenty three has gone up a lot for what we do. Um I've seen a lot of a lot of things that made me like, wow, you know, I didn't I didn't think it was reaching that far, reaching that many people. You know, I know for myself personally, like, especially the the overseas stuff, that really I've been taken back by that a lot. Just like, you know, just 
fans who are dedicated, who are spreading the word to their friends about, you know, home team, Kelly Shoe. You know, it's really, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's really been kind of shocking to me. You know, you make something for your neighborhood and it goes to a lot more neighborhoods. That right there is just always giant to me. No, that that that's amazing, man. Yeah, and like thinking thinking about that too, man. When you think about what you're making for people, like you know, your music has a very universal sound to it. Like, um, and I think one thing that really holds your music together is is your flow. And you know, at thank times you, it's like you. a really old school flow, but you're really like masterful <laughs> at like changing it up and like playing with like the cadence and and your voice and inflection and like how you. Um, kind of bunch words together or space them out. Like um, sometimes I don't even listen to what you're actually saying. I'm just like listening to the flow and like how you're doing it. And then I'll go back and listen to the words. But sometimes like the flow itself is just like so attention grabbing um, for me. And so I'm really curious, like just how do you develop that? And like how important is, do you look at just the flow and the way you spit as, you know, how important is that element to the song? Well, the flow is to me, um, I know rap is a lot of things right now, but for me, um, I grew up listening to hip hop, you know, Public Enemy, uh, Fat Boys, you know, like I grew up loving hip hop, LL, NWA. So like to have the flow, that was essential. That That's by none. So like when I was coming up rapping, your flow had to be on point. I think that that always stuck with me. And I always love flow. Like, I love rappers who got that melody. You know what I mean? I always, I just loved it. Like, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, so we can bring it back to Rakim. You know what yeah. I mean? Thinking of a mess and play. Like, I, I just love that. So, you know what I mean? So, for me, I come from a place called Worcester in Massachusetts. A lot of our words sound shop. So, I always had an issue with saying certain things because I thought that it just didn't sound cool enough. Cause you know, I sound like, sometimes I sound like I'm from Massachusetts for real. So, you know, that, that was something that used to fuck me up a lot because I love New York rap, you know, we're so close to it. And I think that, um, you know, the flow is always number one for me, but I think the flow, just the way I talk, you know, where I talk is not, you know, it's just it's how we talk in Worcester. You know, it's how we sound out here. I think just the flow with that sometimes is what make is probably gets people a little bit because, you know, it's an East Coast flow. You definitely know, but like, sounds a little different. But yeah, flow is everything to me. Once I hit a beat, I gotta rock it a certain way. I gotta switch it up. I gotta, and then the greatest part is make it cohesive and put all the words behind it that actually makes sense and means something. But flow is paramount. That that is the most. That's the signature. That's the chef's kiss right there. No, and I appreciate the way that that's like a centerpiece of your music too. Thank you, thank you. It's the first thing that, yeah, more than anything, um, if I'm not on beat or if I'm not like riding a certain way. And plus, I think that gives me, um, I think you said something, and um, thank you for saying that, universal. At first when you said that, I was like, I don't know, but I get what you mean. I think um, that's why I can bridge age gaps a little bit. You know, I, I feel like a lot of cats from, you know, the golden era do fuck with me a lot because of that. And, you know, if you're just a basic lover of hip hop, you know, I, I think that 
flow is always going to be paramount. Just saying. Yeah. Just my opinion. It, it doesn't always have to be unorthodox and everything. That works out fine, but it, just what hip-hop is, just that flow sometimes, that melody, just you can nod your head until <laughs> it snaps. Sometimes that's dope. No, for, for sure, man. Do you feel like that's becoming less emphasized with artists or fans? Like, Do you feel like flow is kind of taking a backseat to beats or 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 content like do you or just personality absolutely absolutely i believe rap um but i will say this though i'm all for it i think that especially underground rap you know i remember 90s underground early 2000s underground rap one thing i would say about underground now is that it's truly unique it's diverse and sometimes it is a little um i would say in my personal opinion, just looking at style, I think that it's not really, sometimes it's more on the side of being experimental than rap itself, but I think that's all part of it too. I think taking those risks and chances and things like that, that's really dope. Um, sometimes being too much, you know, you be looked at like, you know, you too hip hop, you know what I mean, rapping on beat. I think there's a uniqueness in both. I think there's a enjoyment in both. You know, so I definitely a lot of cats that that do different shit that I truly enjoy. So I can't, I can't, I'm not really against either, but I do notice in rap now, you know, really getting on beat and like approaching from the MC angle of like, you know, yesteryear, and not even that far back, just like what we know of, you know, rap. Yeah, that has kind of gone more to the shadows. I do, I, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's more about you know sometimes the pizzazz and spectacle and you know other things like that but i can't knock that I, I, you can't you know nobody can really knock that whatever is getting people to listen and you know tune in and keep the movement growing and keep the art form prospering i think that's always dope no doubt man no that, that that's a great response man i appreciate your insight there man so the killy the next killy shoot album man like how far along are you on it like what's the next killy shoot project going to be it's going to be Once Upon a Time in Worcester with Chuck Chan. Um, he's producing it. I've been doing a few singles with Chuck, just trying to, you know, um, just get some music out there. I feel like um, I really wanted to get some music out from my people. It's like That's why I always think about my fan base and, you know, sometimes there's gaps between and what they want. You know, I want to make sure I always give them a high quality of music and something that's going to stay with them for a little bit. So I want to get some music out with Chuck and uh, really show what his sound sounds like with me. I'm really happy with it. So we're going to work on a project. Me and Najee are working on a project right now as well, um, Untitled As We Speak. And also I'm working on, um, got a few features out there. I'm not going to say any names right now, but I got a few features. You definitely see my name popping up as some sort of artist. I don't like to really put out there like that, but definitely see my name with a few features. Um, yeah, it's just steady working. I think for myself right now, is finishing the album with Chuck Chan, Once Upon a Time in Worcester. And um, me and Najee are working on a project right now. So my mind's like really right there. And um, just doing any um, some projects with Najee for his um, producer album as well, Alpha 2. So just getting whatever he needs from me as verses, whatever like that. Tidying all that shit up. And um, yeah, that's about it right now. And um, oh, yes. Oh, forget it. Knowledge Born, the physicals, the CDs will be out soon. We just got someone to um, take care of that for us. Should be on my page, but yeah, we're gonna be dropping the physicals for that. People been asking for a long time for those physicals, so we're definitely have those physicals within 
for next month. Man, and where do you want fans to check out, man? Where do you want them to go for that? Um, you can just go to my page, whatever, Instagram. You can go to the band camp. Um, it's got to be all over my Twitter. Definitely just go to um, Kelly Shoot's Instagram, KellyShootBandCamp.com, um, KellyShoot198X on Twitter. Anywhere you'll see, they'll make it there. It'll probably mostly be coming off the band camp. It's like, yeah, thanks for providing that, man. And and of course, we'll have all the links too, man, just to your socials that where where anyone can find you if they haven't already in the podcast episode you. itself. So you can you know wherever you get your podcast at, you'll you'll get those links. So man, I, I really appreciate you, man, especially on a Friday night, man, taking the time to to chop it up here, man, for for appearance number three, man. We're three for three with these, man. So thank you so much what? for coming back. Uh, thank you, thank you so much, man. It's been truly an honor. I love what you do. I always check out your stuff. I just peeped your joint on Kush too. Great work, you know what I mean? Thank you, my boy. So I always like to see what you do. I think you hit it with the right questions. You're in depth, and definitely look forward to the next one. And thank you. I'm humbled. Thank you.